Locked on Badgers, December 31st, New Year's Eve edition, and it is also Rose Bowl Eve for Badger fans. I can't wait. My name is Asher Law. I'm the sports director at WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com, the Rivals affiliate at UW-Madison. I'm also a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports. Most importantly, I'm your host right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, getting you ready for the Rose Bowl, bringing you the inside student perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger sports. Make sure you listen to us and follow for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, you can play Locked On Badgers on your smart speakers. Make sure to follow because you get the update about when I post an episode. So it's Monday through Friday, uh, or at least it it is usually Monday through Friday. Uh, and I'll, I'll update on Twitter if things are going differently as as opposed or as as it concerns to schedule. So make sure to check out Twitter for that. Uh, but Monday through Friday, make sure you can also play it on your smart speakers by saying "Play Podcast Locked On Badgers." So it is the eve of the Rose Bowl, and I hope you listened to the preview I did with Adam Chimeo. That was an awesome. Uh, interview we did talking about the Oregon Ducks as they get ready for their Rose Bowl experience as well. Us Badger fans, it's time for the granddaddy of them all. This team's back in the granddaddy of them all. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be calling the game. Uh, If you're in the Madison area, you can tune in on 91.7 FM uh, to listen to uh, my broadcast on WSUM of the game tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait because this game means something more. This game has a different feel for Badger fans. This game is where Wisconsin football became great. This game was the turnaround. The Barry Alvarez-led Rose Bowl winning teams that beat UCLA, that really started what this program is today. And yes, there was so much before that, but that really solidified what this program is today, and that means something. This game means something very different. Wisconsin played in its first Rose Bowl in 1953 against USC. And the final score of that one was 7-0. I think we'll get a little bit more scoring tomorrow in Pasadena if I, my prediction, which I'll give you later in this preview episode, uh, if my prediction holds true. And I think most people think we'll get a little more than seven points tomorrow. I, w- I, w- I would bet on that. And Wisconsin didn't really begin to win Rose Bowls until Barry Alvarez came. Barry Alvarez beating UCLA to win the Badgers' first Rose Bowl in 94. Not not only did not really, they didn't win Rose Bowls until Barry Alvarez came. In 99, Wisconsin beats UCLA again. And this really starts, you know, the Wisconsin Rose Bowl tradition, the Camp Randall West tradition. This week has been amazing. On on Monday, I was uh, privileged enough to be able to Check out the basically downtown LA version of Madison, Wisconsin, because Badger fans, the Badger band, Melvin Gordon was there, Badger players were there. Uh, we're all out in downtown LA, and uh, we had an amazing pep rally here in downtown. It, it was just awesome. It's why I love being a Badger. Stuff like that. I mean, it's just an amazing tradition here, and man, I. I'm so lucky to be a part of it. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait to be in that environment. Oh, my goodness. Wisconsin then won the Rose Bowl again, of course, in 2000, that year after 99, led by Mr. Ron Dane. And tomorrow they'll be led by Mr. Jonathan Taylor. And to put his career into perspective, somehow I feel like we haven't even given him enough credit. 
somehow I feel like his greatness has still somehow been understated in the national scheme of things in college football. This is a guy that is the seventh player in FBS history to rush for 6,000 career yards, but the very first to do it in only three seasons, and a guy that has never been to the Heisman Trophy presentation, never even been to New York. Well, I don't know if he's been to New York. He's never been to New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation. He's the Doak Walker Award winner, the nation's leading scorer this year, 26 total touchdowns, and of course the added passing game element we've been talking about on this show. In just three years, he has been one of the greatest running backs in the history of college football, statistically. Most rushing yards for an FBS player through three years, it's Jonathan Taylor. 152 yards per game in his career. And he's going to have a big day tomorrow in what is likely his last game as a Badger. So when you watch Jonathan Taylor carry the football tomorrow, cherish it, soak it in. We've been so lucky to have this guy as a Badger. And also nobody better to represent the program than a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who is just class act, doesn't even do him justice. I mean, he is really an amazing person. Really an amazing person to lead this program. Always gives reporters the time of day. Uh, you know, Very passionate about his schoolwork. Um, passionate about other things outside of football. But of course, loves this game. Loves this school. Loves this program. Can't wait to watch him again as a Badger tomorrow for, for possibly the last time. And I say possibly. I want to bring this up for a sec. You know, I thought a month ago there was just no... I mean, it was 125%, 110%, 8 million percent he was staying. Or, sorry, he was going. There was no way he stays, is what I'm trying to say. There was no way Jonathan Taylor would stay for a fourth year. No way. And, you know, he's been retweeting things that talk about him staying. He's been talking about his degree and how much it matters to him. I don't think he's staying but I don't think it's insanely out of the question anymore, as I did maybe a month ago. So, we'll keep tabs on that. Tomorrow's game is going to feature an Oregon offense that is balanced, is prolific in their two-headed attack with Justin Herbert and C.J. Verdell. And I think it's going to come down to Wisconsin at the line of scrimmage. Can Wisconsin led by not only the defensive line, but of course in a 3-4 defense, uh, Jim Leonard's goal is to get the linebackers to the quarterback. Can Zach Bond, Chris Orr, make Justin Herbert uncomfortable? Because if Justin Herbert is under pressure, he'll have problems. He's not an amazing creator. He doesn't really, you know, wow you with his ability to extend plays and make crazy across-the-body throws. I've talked about that in the past. No, he is a guy that will sit in the pocket and pick you apart with throws he should make. And if he has the time of day to do that, if Chris Horn, Zach Bond, uh, of course, if Isaiah Lattermilk, Keanu Benton aren't creating problems inside, uh, but if Chris Orr, Zach Bond, Jack Sanborn aren't getting to the quarterback uh, in that 3-4, you know, Justin Herbert can pick this team apart. So pressure is one key I have for Wisconsin. Another key for the Badgers. Who's going to be the guy that steps up in A.J. Taylor's absence? Will it be Danny Davis, who's had a down year? The juniors had an absolute down year. Will it be Kendrick Pryor, who's been better in trickery than he has been in the, the pure passing game? Could it be, you know, a guy like 
you know, Aaron Crookshank giving you a spark out of the Wildcat? Could it be Jack Dunn with a big play? We'll see. We'll see who it is. It has to be someone to fill the gap that A.J. Taylor leaves because I don't think his stats show you how good he is. The senior has been a guy that is a rock for this Wisconsin offense. Great on third down, you know, always reliable. Uh, and Jack Cohn trusts him more than anything. And we'll see who Jack Cohn trusts tomorrow that's not named Quintess Cephas. That's going to be interesting to see. Will Jake Ferguson be a guy in the passing game that gets more looks? And he hasn't gotten enough looks to me this year. Will the sophomore tight end be a guy that gets more looks? We'll see. That's, that's my second key there for the Badgers. A third and final key before we go to the second part of today's Rose Bowl preview mixed with a little basketball talk show. Because that's talk Badger basketball. That Tennessee win was awesome. And I called it. I have to say. Give me some credit here. I called it. Uh, I don't usually get things right prediction-wise, but I called that one. So, will it, you know, you know? so we have first key of the game I, I gave you, getting to the quarterback, making Herbert uncomfortable. Second key for the Badgers, who will step up in A.J. Taylor's absence. The third key for Wisconsin, to me, is on special teams. Because it's an area where Oregon is fantastic and where Wisconsin has lacked. Will Zach Hintz connect? Will Crookshank be solid in the return game, which he has been most of this year. Will Wisconsin avoid miscues? Will punting be an issue? Because field position could be an issue in a very close game, and Anthony Lottie has had a struggle of a year, to put it nicely. So we'll see if all those things play in. Three keys to run it over again with you that I think will all play a factor tomorrow. Number one, can... Wisconsin get to the quarterback. Number two, who steps up in pace of A.J. Taylor? Number three, special teams can decide ball games, especially punting is a concern I have tomorrow. Yes, punting. It matters. I know. It matters, though. Coming up, I want to talk a little bit more about this game and then finally give you my prediction, how I see it playing out tomorrow. And then I have to talk Badger basketball. i got to give these guys some credit. Demetrius Trice has been playing out of his mind, especially after I ripped him uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, right here on this podcast. So, can't wait to talk that. Can't wait to give you my predictions for the granddaddy of them all, the 106th Rose Bowl, tomorrow in Pasadena. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The granddaddy of them all, and it's time for some grand predictions. So here we go. Let's get into my predictions. Um, I think Wisconsin wins this football game. And I think that because of... Honestly, some bias, but also, I think Wisconsin has an advantage in a few ways. Number one, I think this Wisconsin team has a an identity that has lasted now through a multitude of years. Oregon is just finding out that they're a different type of team. And I think Wisconsin's, and by, by a different type of team, I mean they're not a team that races you to 70 points anymore, right? They're a team that instead uh, has a bit more uh, firepower defensively. They're a team that can beat you at the line of scrimmage. They're a team 
that does a lot of other good things that aren't just, you know, airing it out offensively. So, Wisconsin knows who they are. Wisconsin will grind you. Wisconsin will will bring it on the ground. Wisconsin's going to bring it defensively tomorrow. And I think the key is that we see Wisconsin get to the quarterback, like I was talking about earlier. We see Wisconsin get to the quarterback enough to make a few plays on Herbert to win this game. But I think it's going to be a shootout. Don't get me wrong. I think this defense will play well enough to win. I don't think this defense will play lights out tomorrow. I think we're going to expect a race to 30 tomorrow, and I, I completely believe that. I, I would be honestly surprised if this game ends in the teens or very low 20s. I really do expect some points on the board. And I think when you look at these two teams, both offenses have been clicking as of recently. And that's the reason I see a lot of points being scored. I think Wisconsin's offense has taken you know, steps forward. Wisconsin's defense in recent weeks has taken some steps back in giving up big plays. This team will burn Wisconsin for big plays. Oregon will burn Wisconsin for a few. It's going to happen. C.J. Verdell is just too good. Justin Herbert's too good. This Oregon offense will burn Wisconsin for a few big ones. But at the end of the game, I want the football in Jonathan Taylor's hands. I want the football, dare I say, I feel safe with the football in Jack Cohn's hands. I don't think he'll make a mistake. I don't want Jack Cohn down seven having to go win this game. But I think Wisconsin gets off to a quick start tomorrow because of their experience and their identity. They know who they are. They know who you know they have been this year. And are they playing their best football right now? Oregon is, by the way, coming off that Utah win. No, but I think we saw their best football in that first half against Ohio State, which is a very, very good sign heading into Pasadena. We know that we just saw this team play at their very best. The best half I've seen Wisconsin football play in, like, actually in three years. I can't remember a better half. Not one against Ohio State. So, we saw them do that recently. And despite that second half, I think it goes away. I don't think it matters that much heading into Pasadena. I think we see Wisconsin start fast. But I think this time, we don't have Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins on the other side. I think Wisconsin starts fast. I think Wisconsin finishes strong enough. I think there'll be nervy moments here. Especially, there could be a special teams miscue. There could be some punting issues. Uh, hopefully no drop punts, please, uh, Anthony Lottie. Don't do that again. But that was a weird play, by the way, in the Big Ten Championship. I don't know what that was. Uh, but no, no, no big miscues is huge. No big miscues. If Wisconsin wins the turnover battle, if Wisconsin does the, does the three things I said in the first segment, they win this football game. Give me Wisconsin 31, Oregon 28, and Zach Hintz has a perfect day. Because I love Zach Hintz, so I wanted to have a perfect day. Wisconsin's field goal kicker, is he going to hit from 60-plus? Like 62 like he did against Purdue? I don't know. But the LA conditions will be pretty favorable to him, so you never know. I'd like to see Zach Hintz get a 60-plus try at least tomorrow. Give me that, Paul Chris. Give me a Zach Hintz 60-plus bomb attempt tomorrow. I would love to see that. That would get me just hyped in the press box. I can't wait. Wisconsin-Oregon tomorrow. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit Wisconsin basketball just before the end of the show because I have to give them some credit right now. They're playing their best basketball of the year. Wisconsin coming off of two straight wins, and one of them was the best win of the year. Yes, better than the Marquette win to me just because of how it came. Wisconsin beats Tennessee 68-48 on Saturday. They beat Ryder tonight easily. I'm not going to talk about that game because, let's face it, it's Ryder and it's at home. But that Tennessee win on the road was impressive. Holding Tennessee to 48 points, 
holding Tennessee to 6 for 18 from 3, 33%, holding Tennessee to 34.8% from the field. And I, I called this. I called it on Twitter. Some of you hit me up on Twitter about me calling this game. Yes, I did call the win. Not many people were thinking Wisconsin was going to roll in and win this game rather easily. I did, and that's because Tennessee does not have the offensive firepower uh, with Lamonte Turner out, their starting point guard. So they, they just don't have the offensive capabilities to really give Wisconsin major problems because Wisconsin, let's face it, they're not a great offensive team yet. They're not even a good offensive team. In fact, they're a pretty bad offensive team. But they're still a good defensive team. And that's something they've been under Greg Gard. You can, you know, rip them apart all you want. They've been a good defensive team under Greg Gard, uh, you know, year in, year out. So the, de- the defense came through against Tennessee on the road in a place, by the way, where Tennessee almost never loses in Knoxville. And this game was never close. Let's give Demetri Trice some major props. Was he insanely efficient in this one? No. Six for 14, four for eight from three. But I'm fine with Demetri Trice taking the most shots on this team as long as he looks confident. And he looked like he was confident in this Tennessee game. He made decisions, decisiveness. How many times have I talked about Demetri Trice walking the ball up the floor, passing the rock off, and looking like he does not belong in the possession? Looking like he's setting up a bed right at the three-point line, laying down, tucking himself in, and just going to sleep for half of Wisconsin's possessions during a game. That was not the Demetri Trice we've seen over the past two weeks, though. This Demetri Trice is aggressive. This Demetri Trice believes that he can score the basketball. This Demetri Trice shoots the basketball with confidence, and this is the Demetri Trice that I want in Big Ten play. This is the Demetri Trice Wisconsin needs in Big Ten play to have any chance of beating Ohio State on Friday, for example. I'm fine with him taking the most shots. Brevin Pritzel also showing some aggressiveness. 17 points in this one, 6 for 10 from the field, 4 for 8 from 3. If those two guys are giving you a combined 38 points, I mean, hallelujah, that, that, that solves your offensive problems right there. There it is, boom. Now, can this last? This Demetri Trice is confident. This Demetri Trice plays with the utmost confidence, possession in, possession out. Can it last? We'll find out on Friday. I'm going to preview that game later in the week. I'm going to talk a lot about that game when it happens for now, the game we all care about is tomorrow on ESPN, 4 p.m. Central, Wisconsin-Oregon in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, wherever you're watching. I hope it's a great time uh, with family, with friends, watching the 106th Rose Bowl game. It's tradition, uh, unlike any other. I think I stole that quote from the Masters, though. Uh, but it is tradition, unlike any other, for Wisconsin football. This is the game that made this program. This is the game that continues to be you know, a goal for this program every single year, although the goals have now slightly changed, of course, to the college football playoff. This game remains a time-honored tradition, and I cannot wait to be there. I can't believe Wisconsin's playing in it, and let's go get a win on Wisconsin.